Hey everyone, welcome to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri, and this week I'm going to look at introversion, specifically the work of Susan Cain. So if you're interested in personality psychology, I think you'll like this episode. Susan Cain, I'm a big fan of her work. I've read her her book, Quiet, a few times. And, and in this podcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at a profile that was written of Susan Cain. Specifically, it was it's from Harvard Magazine, and I'm going to look at that that profile and I'm going to look at the book that she wrote, the famous book, Quiet, The Power of Introverts. And I'm going to just examine both in the podcast. And I think, you know, personality psychology is so fascinating. And for me, what it does is it kind of leads to self-awareness. If you under, you know, and, and I think that's one of the goals of this podcast. When you look at perspectives, oftentimes you do build self-awareness. And I think Kane's work does a really good job of not only explaining introversion and what it is and what it is not, but she also explains how our culture has its own ideal, specifically what she calls the extroverted ideal in American culture. So it's kind of cool to think about like, hey, you know, we have a cultural ideal and I may have my own personality that either goes with that ideal or does not go with that ideal. And so how do I fit into this? And do I, you know, accept myself if the ideal is different from what the society's culture, cultural ideal is. And then also, why does the society have that ideal? So I'm gonna look into all those ideas in this podcast. Uh, thanks to the people who emailed me, I'm gonna also look at some emails at the end of the podcast from some of the listeners who, who sent great emails about you know how they engage with their introversion. And I really hope, whether you're introvert or extrovert, that where you can think about like, you know, how do I engage with my own personality and do I tap into it enough or am I trying to be something that I'm not? Because I think it's a very common thing for introverts to maybe engage with extroversion a little bit more than they like. And I just want you to think about it. So thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Please subscribe. Please leave a comment on whatever podcast app you're listening. And yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. So we're going to look at Susan Cain's work on introversion in this podcast episode. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Class X Podcast, the podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri, and today I'm going to look at Susan Cain and the work of Susan Cain. She's famous for her books on introversion, and so I'm going to look today at an article. The article is called Quiet, Please, Susan Cain Foments the Quiet Revolution, and it's from harvardmagazine.com, but I'm also going to look at her book. So this, this is a profile of Susan Cain, but her famous book is called Quiet, the Power of Introverts in a World that Can't Stop Talking. So I've read the book and I've, I've gone through it a few times uh, in my life. I really like the book. I identified with the book many years ago. She also has a great TED talk if you want to just be introduced to the ideas of introversion. So her ideas definitely influenced me and helped me understand myself. So hopefully if, by, by doing this podcast, I can help you understand the concepts of introversion and why our society is so extroverted how an introvert can kind of find their way in an extroverted society. So this book, it's one of my favorites. And the, then the podcast itself is going to focus on the article and the book because they, they pretty much cover the same themes. 
the book always makes me reflect on my own introversion and my need to reconnect with it because I think a lot of us introverts, we can get kind of extroverted at times because that's what the society demands of us. So we have to remember how to reconnect with ourselves. For me, also having two kids, one who is very introverted and the other who is, I would say an ambivert, probably in the middle. I feel like, you know, it helps me improve my parenting to understand introversion as well. So one of the goals of the book itself and the article is that Kane wants to shift our culture and the culture is a very extroverted one. So she wants to change our view of temperament and our understanding of what temperament is. And the fact is, as this article definitely clearly states, she has been successful at doing this. So first we need to explain what introversion is. Introversion is not shyness. If you, if you look up introversion right now on your phone, that probably you'd get the new Oxford American dictionary that pops up. That's what popped up on my phone. And it says shy, reticent people. That's not introversion. And so it's amazing how it's still the definition. Kane says that introverts are not shy. They just have a preference for quiet, more, more minimally stimulating environment. So basically it's about stimulation. If you want, if you can live your day and just be like, you know, with a book, with a podcast, just by yourself or with a friend for conversation, that's pretty introverted. But if you like to be in the mix and around a lot of people, you might be more extroverted and it's, everyone's different. But her point is to just kind of explain what it is. So some of the traits that come with introversion, people who enjoy quiet conversation, people who excel at, con at concentration, individuals who listen more than they talk. Now, introverts can talk a lot, but usually it's about something they're passionate about. Individuals who are more cautious, who think before they speak, and who just need mo moments of recharging. So one example that you often hear about is if you go to a party, the extrovert two hours into the party is just pumped up to go on and keep going because the, the people, the energy, the, the music or whatever, the conversation is really energizing them. Whereas the introvert after about two hours really needs time to recharge and maybe just go home because the two hours were enough. It's not as if they didn't want to go to the party. It's just that the energy just went down and they needed to recharge. Um, so that's kind of one of the one of the popular examples of introversion. I know for me, like after a day of work, I just want to sit, sit at home, watch TV, read a book. That's how I see my introversion. It's not like I don't want to be around people. It's just that I don't mind being by myself and I like recharging a lot. So both introverts and extroverts, and this is important, can be shy. No one has a monopoly on shyness. So, and, and shyness is basically the fear of social judgment and humiliation. So of course you could be extroverted and, and, and fear social judgment. So that's where we have to kind of understand and distinguish that shyness and introversion are different. And I think Kane does a great job of doing that in her work in general. I would say that's one of the primary goals of her work. Another one, and this is my favorite part, which I'm gonna emphasize a lot is the history of why we have this extroverted model in America. So, and that's my favorite part of the book, the, what she calls the extrovert ideal. In American culture, we emphasize extroversion. 
which many people don't realize. But if you actually look at other cultures, you will see differences. If you go to other countries, you will see differences. And so, for example, Japanese culture emphasizes the opposite. Japanese culture emphasizes introversion. So there's a difference there. It teaches us that there's a lot of nurture going on with, uh, with what we feel is, well, we're born with a temperament. That's what a lot of the science shows, but the culture will influence how we view that temperament. So Kane uses a lot of research, specifically um, the work of Warren Sussman's work. His, uh, it's titled Culture as History, the Transformation of American Society in the 20th Century. And what, her, what the argument in that work is, is this. America used to be an introverted society around the 19th century, but that changed in the 20th century. So we went from what's called the culture of character to a culture of personality. So for example, we used to admire people like Abraham Lincoln. What do we call him? Honest Abe, right? The stories about George Washington, never telling a lie. These are all stories of character. And if you look at 19th century stories, they typically emphasized an individual's character, which makes a lot of sense. But that shifted in the 20th century. And then we started, we started to emphasize other things. Typically, I guess what you, you could say, what, what we associate with being a salesman. And so, so what happened? Well, think about history of 20th century. Immigration, people coming from other countries. Emigration, people leaving and going from one state to another state in the US and going to the city. So if you're going to the city, you had to figure out how to get by without your typical support structure. Your, your family connections, your friends, your friendships. You, go, you went from the small town or the village to the city. And so how do you get a job? Well, you sell yourself. You basically have to become a good salesman. You have to explain to other people and think about the modern day interview that everyone has to do to get a job. You have to explain and sell who you are to someone else. And that's when it all started. And the ultimate salesman was a guy named Dale Carnegie. Carnegie is very famous for his book, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And he popularized the extrovert ideal. He'd go around and he would give these great speeches about the extrovert ideal. He wrote the famous book. So he basically argued that, you know, you literally had to sell yourself and your characteristics. And that's the extrovert ideal. So it's kind of interesting because if you look at the history and how we change because of our circumstances, you could see why our culture shifted to an extroverted ideal. So in my opinion, I see this with uh, in my life with getting interviewed. I always struggled like a lot of introverts at selling myself in interviews because I like being my authentic self. And I mean, I worked in sales for a long time too, by the way, I worked for like 17 years in sales. And I always just took pride in not selling the product, but teaching the product that I was selling. And so I think that's just the introvert in me. So I think for me, that was always a great challenge to like just dial up that salesmanship, even though I worked in sales for a long time. And so I, I find that that's definitely something that our society, the, the value of in extroversion can be seen in how we expect people to to, to interview for positions, which is a huge part of our lives, if you think about it, right? That's our that's our that's our existence. It's, it's based on getting a job and and supporting our family. So it's it's definitely a, a temperamental advantage for for the extroverts. So the article then shifts to um, 
how much time it took Susan Cain, the, the author of this, to write the book. And it's really kind of interesting because this goes into the profile of the whole thing. And it took her seven years. So, you know, whenever I see that, and this is, you know, when we talk about analyzing American perspectives or, or perspectives in American culture, I think one of the things to understand is when someone puts a lot of time into a work like seven years, that's good. You know, that's not a tweet. That's not a simple post on social media. That's seven years of hard work and research. I'm not surprised that the book is popular, but also that it's it's lasted for so long now because it she put in a lot of work. And I think we need to start recognizing that more and more in our society. Like it's well-researched and that is something that we should respect. And the more we respect research perspectives, the, the better we will be as a, as a society. So I like this description from the article. It's a part, part scientific review, this book, quiet, part self-help and part travelogue. And you definitely get all three when you read the book. It's really humorous at times and it's, it's intellectually stimulating and it's, it's a fun read. So Kane travels to different places to observe the extrovert ideal. Actually, as, as you read the book, Tony Robbins, he's that famous kind of like, well, self promoter slash guy who's trying to promote people to live the, you know, a happy life. She go, I remember from the book, she goes to one of his conferences. I don't know what he called it, but some sort of conference. And he's basically, you know, promoting the extrovert ideal and she, she breaks it down. And it's really, it's really wonderful when you, when you read it. So here's a quote that I like from the book or from the, from the article is she says, Susan Cain says, I thought I was working on this highly idiosyncratic project and I'd be lucky to get a book deal and sell a few copies. And I love this because I kind of compare it to the Aesop Rock podcast from last week where she was just doing what she was inspired to do, what she wanted to write about. And, and guess what? She connected with tons of people. So this, this idiosyncratic kind of peculiar little project she was doing actually spoke to millions and millions of people. Right. And that, that says something about if you are interested in creativity and creating something, you know, just do what speaks to you and it, you might connect with a huge audience in, in unimaginable ways. So another important part of the book is Kane's focus on how introverted characteristics can help introverts become great leaders. And I think it's really cool because she's really trying to pump up introverts and explain to them that they do have characteristics that may differ from from the extroverted ideal, but they're still great and still important. So tendencies like empathy, reflection, thoughtfulness, the power of concentration, and even how introverts are kind of immune from wealth and fame in ways that extroverts are not. It's a great guide for all introverted people and in how they can lead. And I actually liked it because as a teacher, I'm in a leadership position and I've actually, I can identify with some of the things she's saying on how to lead and how to how to um, yeah how to lead and, and manage people. So I, I like the book. I highly recommend it. I listened to the quiet. There's a quiet Susan Cain podcast. I, I don't know. There's like I think there's like nine episodes of it. It's really focused on on children, and it's really good. I, I really recommend going to that. It's on it's on Apple Podcasts, and she basically focuses on all sorts of things like. Uh, like children in the classroom, introverted children, and how to teach them. And I could identify with that in a lot of ways. She I, she talks about parenting introverted children and giving them quiet time. And it definitely made me think like how to structure my kids' day and maybe maybe emphasizing some introversion 
over extroversion, it makes you reflect, especially if you have an introverted kid or you're around introverted people, it does make you reflect on what's the right approach. Now, I did ask you guys for some emails and I got a few emails that I wanted to go into, which I think are really just wonderful. And I'm going to start with with Sarah and she gave me a, a great email. So I'm going to I'm going to read it and make a few co comments to you guys. And she says, I just stumbled upon this quote on YouTube. I used to think I was introverted because I liked being alone, but it turns out I just like my peace. I'm very extroverted around people who bring me peace. And then she, she comments and she says, I think the above quote is very fitting for this discussion. When I was younger, I would have labeled myself as more extroverted because I had this desire to have so many friends. The quantity over quality mindset was a downfall of mine during early adulthood. Today, I consider myself a mix of the two. I have a kid and a husband, and frankly speaking, I don't have time to waste being friends with people who do not bring peace into my life. Introversion has crept into my life as I have developed my own identity outside of friendship. I have confidence in myself and my interests are not influenced by others. Introversion for me is not about being a loner. It's about using my time wisely to explore what I am passionate about. So I just, I'm not going to read the whole email from everybody because these were, these were really good emails. But with Sarah's comment, I, I just kind of jotted down some notes. Like I, I thought like the desire to have more friends when you're younger is definitely something I think a lot of introverts can identify with because it's kind of like part of, we, we don't even understand the extrovert ideal when we're young, but it's there and it's strong. And as you get older, you just are just probably thinking, Hey, I think I should just do what makes me happy. And then you might be, then you might delve into introversion more. And then she also mentions introversion bringing peace to her. Um, and I, I think that's a great sign that she's pretty introverted. And how, and I love how she emphasized not being a loner because introversion is not about being a loner. And that that is a big theme in um, Susan Cain's work, actually. So if you haven't read her work, Sarah, you really actually did understand the work on your own, in your own personal reflection. So Jennifer emailed, for me, there is no stigma for being to being an introvert. I think it's part of our nature that can change by degrees in certain situations, but not fundamentally. Personally, I get energy, nourishment, calm from having alone time and reading, listening to podcasts, watching TV. Too much isolation can be detrimental, but in general, I like to recharge by myself and find big groups to be draining and sometimes anxiety provoking. I think that introverts have a lot of successful people to look at to in the creative world who probably spent a lot of time up in their head and felt like they didn't fit in with much of society. So I generally don't view introversion as a negative. And then she goes into sort of like this challenge she had at work where she wasn't posting, she didn't have a social media presence and someone bothered her about it. And then she says that she resents basically having to do that. And, uh, you know, my personal information, this is a quote, shouldn't have to be available to the public, even if it's just a resume. I might be conflating introversion and shyness on this issue, but as an introvert, I resent feeling forced to exist in social the social media world. And she, she feels like social media tends to emphasize small talk and self-promotion. And I think that's a, I think that's a really a great perspective. And for me, when I read Jennifer's, I thought, you know, I love how she, she didn't have a negative view of introversion 
And I totally agree regarding like introverted role models. I think there are a lot of really positive introverted role models. And I think that's occurring more and more as time goes on. Uh, it's becoming more of a norm and an accepted thing. I also agree with her perspective on intro introversion and social media. I think for a lot of introverts, it might lack authenticity. Um, and then the last email from Rashid, great name. Rashid says, I think a good discussion on introverts is their evolution with the use of technology. Example, smartphones, social media, etc. Where it has expanded the engagement of introverts and its impact. So I, I a couple of notes, I was thinking about that because it's a it's a really great email about you know social media technology. How does it affect introverts? How does it affect extroverts? So some of the things that I jotted down from Rashid's email is I think smartphones can be a wonderful tool, like for an introvert, like, you know, reading, I have, like, I use it for audible or, and I use it for, so listening to books. I also use it to read like the Kindle app on my iPhone podcasts. Uh, I even journal on my smartphone. So I think if you're introverted and you like to write, you know, there's these journal apps that you can just journal on your, if, you know, you can really tap into your introversion in positive ways. Maybe the negative could be the lack of socializing, which I've seen with young people a lot. Like, you know, it can kind of not force you to go out and have those, those conversations that we all need to have to be happy. So it may create a more, uh, less well-rounded individual. That's just my guess. So maybe too much of an escape, which I think we can all identify with. And I, I just wonder if extroverts with social media, I wonder if extroverts like it more than introverts. I don't know. I know I don't really like social media. And so I had a strong reaction to it very early on. And I don't know if that's just me or if that's my introversion. But based off of Jennifer's email, it sounds like she doesn't like it either. And so it's kind of an interesting thing, right? So I th thanks, um, Jennifer, Sarah, and Rashid for, for sending those emails. And uh, it, I, I really it did really make me reflect on the, the topic in a different way, because I do feel like we all have our own way of looking at introversion and extroversion. And I think Susan Cain is a great source. So if you like, if you like the topic, check out her book. And uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the Class X podcast. I hope you're, you were interested in the topic and uh, I'll see you next week. Thanks again.